T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. WSSP. I'm Bart Winkler. It's Toby Altizer. Brewers got the matinee today. Corbin Burns against Adrian Samson? Swanson? Swanee? Swim Swan? Samsonite? We'll have the post-game show for you afterwards. Nick Costa's off this week. So let's start this hour with someone just as energetic. Dave and Cudahy. Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Dave. I uh, I had to call in because I am super in favor of the MLB expanding. I want more baseball. Give me more baseball. And there's already been a fairly big contingency for uh, those extra teams. Um, Portland being over on the West Coast and then Nashville, I think there's already a group kind of working together to make a team out there. So let's go. Give me some more baseball all day long. You think they'll go to Vegas? Every, everybody everybody goes to Vegas now. Remember when Vegas well, had no sports and now they have every sport possible? Yeah, what, like three, four years ago? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Uh, because you, know, you can't have any team that's anywhere near – a gambling facility. Oh, wait. Those are everywhere, too. Yeah. Remember when Tony Romo got in trouble for having a fantasy football party? Uh, no fun league. NFL. Uh, you know, I think if they didn't go to Vegas, maybe Devontae wouldn't have wanted to go to Oakland. Maybe he's – nah, it's probably – he's from California. That's not right. I'm just trying to justify. So you want – your pro expansion. All day long. More teams everywhere. How many is too many? We want to get to 40? No, yeah, we're going to get the Chattanooga Icehawks, mm. and uh, we're, we're going to go up to, like, uh, the Minnetonka, like, Devil Rays. We're going to get teams in teams and in teams and teams in cities that don't make any sense with teams and other teams. I want more. You already got – so let's just say take all the Major League Baseball teams, uh, add AAA and AA and high and single A – Forget, like, farm systems. They can all be teams. Throw in the Northwoods League and the Atlantic Coast League. You got 200 teams. Don't forget the Independent League, too. We want the Milwaukee Milkmen to compete every Milkmen, year. get the Milkmen in there. I want to see the Milkmen in a World Series against my beloved Fond du Lac Dock Spiders. There you go. Let's do it. Yeah. They're, they could 
probably take on the Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh, God, yeah. For the money that pours into Fond du Lac? Oh, my God. We would have Juan we, Soto. We, we would have like Max the, Scherzer. We still get, like, the fun, like, uh, theme days as well because I, I couldn't lose that from the Milkman. They have way too many good theme days. Yeah, the Milkman is a really good spot uh, to watch baseball also for families. Very good. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Sponsorship. I could already feel it coming. Yeah, maybe. All right, Dave. Thanks, buddy. Hey, no problem. Have a good one. Dave Dave wants more. The more the better for expansion um, with Dave. So no Nick Costos this week, like I mentioned, but I did want to take a look at some of the odds with the NBA right now. A couple of different things. Who's favored to win the championship? And then where Kevin Durant might go. Uh, Kevin Durant, that was a, that was a sizzling story. That was a, that was a hot story at the end of the last week. And now I guess trades and stuff can't happen until uh, today, conveniently over the 4th of July weekend, but uh, more moves can start to happen today. I don't think if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, this was my hot take. I'm not, I'm not trading him. I'm not trading him until I get the perfect package right now. The Suns are four to five odds. That's better than one to one. The Suns are the favorite. Then it's the Raptors now at two to one. The Heat at seven to one. The Warriors at ten to one. You really think that the Warriors would trade for him? I think they have the assets to do it better. They than most definitely else. do. I don't think they're doing it. You don't think they would consider giving up some of that future to give it another run at a championship? I don't think. I granted they they just won the NBA Finals. They don't need him. They don't. They they needed him last time. They don't need him now. Well, who's stacking up against them in outside, let's say the Bucks? Who else? For the NBA championship? Yeah. Let me give you those odds quick. Warriors are 6 to 1, Suns are 6 to 1. Celtics are 7 to 1, Clippers are 7 to 1, Bucks are 8 to 1. Okay, so if a fully healthy Clippers team are they stacking up? I they can beat the Suns. The Warriors? Yes. As currently constructed, they can beat the well, Suns. Well, they can beat all these teams. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they could mortgage the future and say, "Yeah, we'll trade you Wiseman. We'll, you know, give you Kaminga, whatever the case may be." Some of these young guys, and I think that would be an enticing deal for the Nets. But do you want to give up that security of knowing that you're going to have a decent basketball team after Stephen Curry and those guys are finished for another run with it with Kevin Durant, or do you just say we just want it without him? Why would we try and go win it with him? If I'm the Warriors. And some say that I almost am. You are. I am not getting back in the Kevin Durant business. No, I would not. Now, that being said, you said you wouldn't trade Kevin Durant if you're the Nets. Oh, I'm not trading him. Is there any chance he sits out if if he doesn't get traded? I don't care. If I'm the Nets, go ahead. I don't think he would sit out at this point, though. He's too old for that. I don't think he would sit out. If he didn't get a trade, I think that... He would ultimately play. He would play, I think. Yeah. But what if, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets? So the Nets, the Nets, the Nets did everything possible for this to work. They gave him everything. Basically, Kevin Durant was a parasite, and he needed a host. Now I'm not calling Kevin Durant a parasite. I'm making an analogy. He didn't care where it was. They just needed a team that had cap space for him and Kyrie, and they found one in Brooklyn. They needed a team that had cap space. Are you blaming this all on Kevin Durant? Because I feel like it's not Kevin Durant's fault. Um, No. So they found Brooklyn. 
Then Kyrie didn't play. And then James Harden got mad, so he left. I feel like this is more on Kyrie than Kevin Durant. Well, a lot of it's on Kyrie. But now if I'm the Nets, I did all of this for Kyrie and KD. So I'm not trading either of you unless it benefits me. Oh, I'll trade Kyrie so quick, and I don't really care what I get. But if I can get something for him, like from the dumb Lakers, then I, you know, even if I get Russ, I'll I'll do that. Let's build the old Oklahoma City Thunder back with the yeah, Brooklyn and then Nets. get Harden back, get Harden back. Russell but like Westbrook. with Durant, I just feel like, and I don't know whose fault it is, but Kevin Durant came here, we signed him, he's got four years left. He didn't even start his new contract. I'm not trading him just because he wants. To because times got tough. I'm saying I'm not trading you because I think that, let's say he sits out a year. Whatever the Nets can get for Kevin Durant right now, don't you think that's also what they can get a year later, even if he sits out? The trade package is not going to change. I don't think. Maybe it's even better. Maybe three years of a contract is more attractive than four. I don't know. Maybe it's better. I just I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not just saying ah, Kevin wants out. Let's just let's just send him where he wants to go and, and you know get the best from like Phoenix. He wants to go to Phoenix, so let's send him to Phoenix and, and I'm trying to get the best deal. And I'm holding it out and I'm making teams bid against each other. And then I'm gonna trade him when it's right for me. And if he wants to sit out, he sit out. I don't think I think he'd play. I think he would still play. I think he'd say, Well, I want to be traded, but I'd still play. Remember last week we were talking with Nick Costos and the odds for the Nets to win a title were like six to one with KD and Kyrie. And we said, well, why are the odds like that? And he says, they're, they're, they should be like that because if they're any higher, people would bet on them. Now they're 40 to one. And as of right now, they have Kyrie and KD. So if you think that they're going to stay, all of a sudden you can get the Nets at 40 to one. I don't odds. think there's any chance Kyrie ever plays for them again. Dude, I don't know what Kyrie. I don't know what Kyrie thinks. He thinks. I don't know if he knows what he knows. It's so wild. Yeah, I mean he's polarizing because you don't know exactly what he's gonna do. I don't. You're right. I don't think he knows what he's gonna do. At least with Durant, I feel like he's at an age. Kyrie's now, gonna do whatever gets a reaction. That's all he cares about. Yeah, KD at least at this point, I think understands that his years are numbered especially coming off some of the injuries he has had. So he's just going to play. You know, if he doesn't get what he wants, he's still going to play basketball. He wants to kind of cement his legacy as, you know, whatever it's going to be. Kyrie, I don't think, cares about any of that. He's just going to do whatever Kyrie feels like doing, and I don't think it's playing basketball at this point. So does KD really want to be traded from Brooklyn, or does he want – is he saying that because he wants him to trade Kyrie? No, and that was what's weird about that report, that if they were going to move Kyrie, then he wanted to be moved. I feel like it would have been the opposite. Move Kyrie and get me something that I can depend on. I want to win another championship. I want to do it without the Warriors so that I can be validated for whatever reason that people want to do that. And bring me someone that I can depend on. It isn't going to cause a headache. That's just going to play basketball. If I'm Durant, I don't know why I would want to leave Brooklyn other than Kyrie Irving. They've given you everything you've wanted. It hasn't worked out. You live in New York City. What what, what does he want? You've got you've got a you've got the canvas is yours. This is your team. 
You can try to get people to play with you. You know, you can help with the... You've got a coach who lets you do whatever you want. Yeah, Steve Nash, you can walk all over. You've got a puppet at a co- as a coach. So unless what he wants to do is go to a team where they're like just more closer to winning a championship, but then... Unless he doesn't want to carry the load anymore. Unless he just wants to be... You know, when he went to Golden State... So then why did he leave? Because he wanted to be the guy. He clearly regrets leaving, right? Oh, 100%. Okay, especially since they won now. I don't know that he regrets, like, all the legacy stuff or whatever. I think he just enjoyed the fact that he didn't have to be the only guy. But I don't think that he liked that he was, like, the fourth guy. Kevin Durant won two finals MVPs for that team. Mm Mm-hmm. And... He would still never get more than the fourth biggest applause. Yep. It would always be Steph, Clay, and Draymond. He could never truly be one of those guys. I don't know if they retire his number. I mean, I guess you think he could, but I don't I don't know. I just think if I'm Kevin Durant, he talks so much about legacy all the time. Legacy, how it doesn't matter. Stop ranking. But every move he makes is trying to define his legacy. He needed a title, so he went to Golden State. Then he needed to show that he could win without him, so he went to Brooklyn. Now he thinks he needs to win again, so now he wants to go back to the Phoenix or Miami or Golden State or whatever. It just doesn't make sense for a guy that keeps saying, nah, you can't be doing legacy, guys. You're a fool. That's that's what he cares about, his legacy, to me. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion because I don't know exactly what he's looking for at this point. I think he stays with the Nets. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think he goes anywhere either. I think he plays. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't trade him if I'm like you said. If I'm the Nets, I'm not trading him because you have one of the three best basketball players in the world right now. Right, and I'm not trading him for pennies on the dollar. I'm not trading him for DeAndre Ayton and Cam Payne. No, I need multiple good players. Or if you're going to do something where if the Warriors were going to trade me three of their young guys, like a Moody, Kaminga, and wise men or even four of their young guys and I had to toss someone in with Katie sure I'd do something like that but I'm not doing anything less than if you're doing a superstar like a DeAndre Ayton I need someone else that can play too let me tell you what's going on with the Bucks here in a moment uh Mike the painter Mike what's up good morning there Bart oh you got big day today you got big day today you and Tony at the ball game yes sir Wow, you, good time. you took a day off work. Yeah, and I'm going to get adjusted at the chiropractor right now, too. So wow. it's going to be a better day. Okay, what's up? So, you know, I think the only way that Kevin Durant could save his legacy is to go back to Oklahoma. That'd be the only way. If he leaves Brooklyn without a championship, he just looked like a guy that's just whining because he can't get the right team together. Uh, yeah, I agree. They got all those young teams, and he brings a championship there. That would really solidify him as one of the greats. Yeah, I don't even know if Oklahoma City does that. I don't know if your team, if you, like Kevin Durant, he like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be confident that if I traded for Kevin Durant that I'd be getting four years out of, out of KD. I wouldn't be confident in that. So I don't know that I, the, the Oklahoma City's on this path. They have their guys. They're getting their team. They've got all these assets. I don't know if I use that on on Durant, who I'm not sure if he's sure what he wants. So I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't. I wouldn't be if I was the top teams that he wants to go to. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't trade for him because the Warriors already showed that they don't need him. You know, no, so and if they did, like they trade, if they try to get KD, they don't. They don't don't go don't don't put the next two years ahead of the next ten. You've already got your four championships. Right. The Warriors right. could do something undone in history ever, where they just like piggyback from one legacy to another, exactly. one dynasty to another. So don't don't blow that up by bringing KD. But that back being in. said, you could also do something that hasn't been done and go for like seven, eight championships. Right, which would count this time, unlike in the '60s. When the Celtics did it, when there were only eight teams, people forget. The only other team that would make sense would be the Suns, but they would have to give up so many assets that would they be a contender with KD? Well, they keep Booker and they'd have Paul. You have Paul Booker and KD are a contender. Yeah, but would the team want like Booker or you know? Because why would you give up? you know, a top player without getting a top player in return. Well, that's why I don't think Brooklyn's going to trade him until they get the best offer possible. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, he'd have to go back to Oklahoma to solidify his legacy. But that's that's just it. That's the only place that would make sense for him, too. So. Well, have fun at the Thanks game today, Mike. Call. I will. Are you going to be there? I don't know yet. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day there, Bart. Have All a great right. day, Toby. See you, Mike. See ya, Mike. The painter. Not to be confused with Mike the Tainter, who tweeted us earlier. Uh, what did Mike the Tainter have to say? He said, Where's this tweet here? Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, good stuff, Bart. Way to be prepared. Top of your game. Top of your game. That's what that's what that's what people tune in for. 414-799-1250. I want to talk about the Bucks coming up. Their summer league rosters out, and they are the oldest team in the league. They have to be, right? They have to be. Is that a problem for you? 414-799-1250. Woo! All right. I used to hand wash my car. In bubbles, it would drown. But I couldn't take those calluses and had to settle down. Now I go to scrub it up and I use the scrub it up scrub club. It's really hard to say, but so easy to use. I'm telling everyone I know it's hip to scrub it up. At the scrub a dub scrub club. Now Bart knows this in his fancy suit I listen on the radio And he tells me Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club Is the only way to go Tell me my man, don't you agree? At just $13 a month You can wash your car every day if you choose Visit Scrub-A-Dub.biz It's hip to Scrub-A-Dub so hip to scrub it up. So hip to scrub it up. It's hip to scrub it up. Alright! 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Scrub it up. Scrub Club. Sign up at scrubadub.biz. Adam Roberts AR with his tribute to Huey Lewis who turned 73 years young yesterday. And by that, I mean 72. 
Uh, I don't know. I just know it was his birthday yesterday. Huey Lewis doesn't perform anymore because he can't hear. He can't, like, hear what he's doing. We were going to go watch him a few summers ago in Greenville, Wisconsin. Not, not Greenville. Yeah, Greenville. Not Glendale. Not Greendale. Not Greenberg. Not Green Bay. Greenville. We're going to watch him there outside Appleton. And then he wasn't able to perform. It was a bummer. But uh, he is he's he's still around, just not performing. And he turned 72 yesterday. So a good tribute there from Adam Roberts. Hey, should I do the uh, cream puff eating contest? Yeah, of course. Should I do this? Yes. I don't think I want to. We have the opportunity. I just got an email that we can do it. Uh, do you want to do it? No, I'm not a fan of cream puffs. Oh. Not a fan of dessert generally. Oh. You could be you could be up there as a celebrity or a fa- you could be a celebrity. I am not a celebrity. I think you'd be good enough to be on that stage. I think you qualify to be on that stage. You are on a dynamic hey, successful you, morning show. Hey, you made fun of me for not having a thousand followers on Twitter? Yeah. I now have a thousand followers. You have a thousand followers on Twitter. I lost a bunch this week. Uh, you have a thousand followers on Twitter. You host the afternoon show sometimes. You host a show in South Carolina. You wave the flag at the Brewers game. That is true. That might make me celebrity status right there. That the one. state fair. The state fair. They have a celebrity cream puff eating competition, and what it ends up being is like, here's four dayside reporters from TV stations, and here's some wacky radio guys, and here's uh, here's like. Uh, the guy from onmilwaukee.com. <laughs> it's not it's not like it's basically like a media thing. It's not it's not like Huey Lewis is there, you know. It's not even like Leroy or anything. It's just it's just a bunch of radio dudes. I did it a few years ago and I took second. So I did it what, uh, 17, 18. I did it at the state fair a few years ago. I didn't think I was going that fast, but I looked around. Everyone was going super slow, and I was just diving into them. Did you win? I took second. Second place. All right. Not too bad. Yeah, but then the problem is, for me, I had cream puff smell in my nose for like two weeks, and it was I don't like cream puffs either. I mean, there are definitely worse smells to have in your nose for two weeks. Well, that is uh, probably a fair assumption, but I'm not into cream puffs either. Plus, then I'd have to go, and then I'd have to park, and then I'd have to walk, and then I'd have to wait, and then I'd have to eat, and you know, I'm on my low, I'm on my low carb diet right now. Dave and Cudahy said he did that competition too and won. Dave won it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The same one at the state fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can do it. Maybe he. Yeah, he can represent us. He didn't win the year I did. It was some. Dumb DJ from a different station. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm in Radio 2. You know, what's your name? And they were like, yeah, whatever, man. They didn't care. <laughs> Screw those guys. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to just uh, put this email into my into my trash folder. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We need to send Adam Roberts. I feel like he'd be good at eating loads and loads and loads of cream puffs. Yeah. Adam looks like a guy that's good at eating loads and loads. Of cream puffs. Of cream puffs. Uh, the 11th? I could do the 11th. I don't want to. 
Packers play preseason that next day. I got to mentally prepare for that. The MLS All-Star game is the night before, so I'll be at like three Lions having the time of my life. Come on. Who cares about the MLS All-Star? <laughs> He's... Oh, they play the Liga MX All-Stars. Dave says that he was under his wrestler name, which labeled him as a celebrity. No, I'm not questioning Dave being a celebrity. No, he's more of a celebrity than us. He calls into a, a highly dynamic, successful morning show. Third place in the WBA for morning talk. Large we, market. We need to People just have a, uh, a Bart Winkler callers cream puff eating contest. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, why don't you get... Yeah, I'll, I'll forward this email to everybody that calls in. So it's going to be like... Brian Goddard from TMJ4, and then Dave and Cudahy, and Ron and Rome, and Spark Guy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I know. That would be great. Uh, so that's at the State Fair, where uh, your boy Jeff Dunham's going to be performing. So do uh, buy a ticket for that. So the Bucks waived Rajon Tucker and Luca Veldoza? Yeah, I don't know why people care. Th- this is another... Example of Wisconsin fans, whether it's the Packers, the Brewers, the Bucks, caring about the last man on the roster more than any other fan base. Is that true? It is true. I know we care about the last man on the roster a lot. If this, but do other fan bases not also not no, care? No, they don't care. Like Kurt Bankert gets cut, and Wisconsin loses their mind. Oh, I didn't lose my mind. If a practice I, I, oh, squad wait, 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 player, I, I lost my mind. I was celebrating. If any practice, <laughs> if any practice squad, anyone gets cut from another team, they're like, "Who? Who cares? Why is this news?" I don't know about that. It's true, man. I'm telling you, you don't like it all worked up about who the 15th guy is on the Wizards. I couldn't care less. I probably couldn't even name you 15 guys that have ever played for the Wizards. Oh man, no! I'm like, kidding. like people are gonna be pumped up on uh, Friday night. We get to watch Hugo Basson, who's not even gonna be with the team. He's gonna be stashed in. Uh, no, Europe, I, I, I don't understand though. Like, we can get worked up about Ray John Tucker, Luca Vildoza, those guys not being on the team anymore. I don't care though. They're never gonna see the floor in an actual game. They were both on non-guaranteed contracts. So the Bre- uh, the Brewers, geez, why do I do that? The, the the Bucks could make that move. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yeah, I'll just say Milwaukee from now on. Milwaukee could make that move. Uh, Tucker's twenty four. He was mostly with the herd. Vildoza's twenty six. They brought him in at the very end of the season. He had a really nice pass to Thanasis against the Bulls in the playoffs. People, yeah, forget. that was really weird that he made his debut in the playoffs. Yeah, I just don't understand why they. Bring these guys in if I like. I don't know. I don't know. They always like they hate having a guy. They hate having a guy be that last guy in the roster for more than two weeks. They're always turning and burning, even when the guy's successful, like Demarcus Cousins. They're like, nah, we got to get rid of him. And then Serge Ibaka's back, who they played less than Paul Gasol. Yeah, are you a fan of that? I like bringing back Serge. I don't think you saw what Serge Ibaka can be last year, and I think we'll get to see a little bit more of him this season. I don't understand why he didn't play then. Like, I know he was Brooke Lopez insurance, but there was no role for Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Well, they that, put out, that well, comes down to Coach Bud. There was a defensive lineup that they had at the end of the regular season where it was Giannis, Drew, 
Javon Carter, Serge, and it would have been one other guy out there with them. Chris and Middleton. Uh, Chris and Middleton, yeah. I think Wesley Matthews. Yeah, Wes Matthews. And so from a scoring standpoint. A little lacking right, outside but, of Giannis. But if you're like, if you're struggling to stop the Celtics. That's a great defensive lineup. Why don't you put that lineup out there for three minutes and see what happens? Mm-hmm. That's my biggest problem with Bud in these playoffs is that I, I think there's room in a seven-game series for there to be see-what-happens minutes. Well, and sometimes he just wouldn't adjust things. Like, George Hill wasn't working. Yeah. Adjust. You could go right back to George Hill if Javon Carter's not working, but at least let us see Javon Carter. Maybe let us see Serge Ibaka. You know, because you go back to that Nets series on the finals run, and Bobby Portis barely saw the floor. I don't think he even played in the last four games of that series, and, you know, they won the series, so whatever the case may be. But you can at least try different things. You know, if it's less minutes for whoever it may be, and it gets you Javon Carter on the floor for five, ten minutes, and that's going to be working, then do that or try something different. I don't have a problem having some of these guys, but you're right. Like, Serge Ibaka, on paper, you're excited to have him back with the Bucks, But in reality, is he actually going to give you a whole lot if Bud's not going to give him the opportunity to? Granted, this time he'll have a whole regular season to kind of find his role. They'll have a whole training camp and preseason and the whole regular season to kind of figure out where he fits. But I don't see why Serge Ibaka can't be a part of this team in a playoff run. Toby, I would have started Thanasis in the games in Boston. I'm not kidding. Over Giannis and hope that they get the wrong Antetokounmpo and (laughs) they get confused? I'd have put him out there for two minutes. Two minutes. Put him out there for two minutes because every time that Boston had a game in this playoffs, right into the NBA Finals, what did they always get? They always started like 22 to 5. They always came out hot in front of that crowd and went on a run. Well, Thanasis isn't going to let that happen. Yeah, and he'll give you the most energy you can possibly expend in yeah. two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I just don't. I, it's got everything's got to be so well. We won't do that. We don't. I mean, do so, you got you got room, you got time. I know that like oh, start Thanasis. It would have been a big deal. They're starting Thanasis. Hey, start him for two minutes. Set him down. You're just trying to stop the run. I don't know. I I would have done more. I would have done more. I would have played Javon Carter. I would have played that defensive lineup. I would have put a Baca in there. Yeah, see, my problem is I would have not played George Hill. Bucks fans, every time I see them make a move the last two weeks, it's okay, yeah, whatever. Get rid of George Hill. Get rid of George Hill. Oh, okay, whatever. Get rid of George Hill. Oh, we got this guy back. Get rid of George Hill. That's all that Bucks fans are really into right now. The reason that George Hill got all those minutes is because he's probably a better offensive player than what Javon Carter gives you, even though we didn't get to see Javon Carter. The bits and pieces that we did see in the playoffs, he was more so an off-ball player as opposed to George Hill could at least handle the basketball. So I do understand it from that aspect, but I still think they should have tried something different. But either way, you've got to try something else. I do not want to see a whole lot of George Hill next year. I don't know. I'm fine where they're at, but is it as simple as saying that Chris Middleton's there, they win? Maybe, but also, are you just going to run it back with the same sort of role players you had? George Hill's back. You've got Javon Carter back. You brought back Serge Ibaka. You brought back Wes Matthews. 
are you fine just going back with the exact same team you had this year? And that's pretty much what they got. Well, they're old, too. That's the other thing. But I don't care if they're old because they're trying. They're in a window right now. This is the difference between the Bucks and the Warriors is the Warriors have theirs and they've they've kind of had the opportunity to do that with some of the injuries and having higher draft picks at times and different things. So they they have that youth movement already on their team. The Bucks don't have that, but I don't know if I have a problem with it because they're trying to win right now. And generally, an older team, a more experienced team, is going to be more ready to win an NBA Finals right now than one where it's got quite a bit of youth. Sure, I, I do look at two counterpoints to that is a team like the Celtics can you know run all over you being 10 years younger. And then the other thing is I'm looking at the regular season. We can play, these Serge Ibaka, Brooke Lopez. Well, that's why you're going to have so many Wesley guys. Wesley Matthews, George Hill. These guys are not playing 82 games. No, but they're going to play whatever amount of games and you're going to be able to give guys rest. You're, then when you, you, you sub them almost, out, you still have old guys playing. You're almost 14, 15 deep already. Of solid basketball players that could you could give decent minutes and feel fine about, so they can play pretty much everybody on their roster. That's not something that every NBA team can do. I think you would be the fourth youngest guy on the Bucks, and I'm counting AJ Green and Hugo Basson <laughs> and Marjan Bochamp. They're old. Oh man, you're so lucky that athletes are still older than you. Would you be the oldest player on the Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I'm older than George Hill. By two years. Oh, my God. Who would win in a game of one-on-one, George Hill or Bart Winkler? <laughs> well, are we talking basketball? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't score. I think you me. would win. No. <laughs> you would destroy me. We'd play to three, and it would be a four-hour game. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of you could score. Hugo Basson was born October, no, April 26, 2001. Wow. 2001. Your boy was on his, he was on his junior class trip to Germany when Hugo Basson was born. I was, uh. Just a hop, skip away over from France. Two and a half. You, you were two and a half. Ay, Dios mios. Ay, ay, ay. So I don't know what the deal is with Vildoza and Tucker. I don't know if they're going to be on the Summer League roster. And and I am into Summer League, and I think I think enough people are that I can talk about it. All right, I'll let you... Uh... Now, by enough people, I might just mean, like, me and Ty Windish. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you kind of cover that. But I'm into Summer League. So the Summer League roster's out, and they announced it with Vildoza and Tucker on it. And then they waived them. Now, they can still play, but I don't know that they will. Or they'll go play somewhere else. I don't know what the deal's going to be. I still think it's really weird that the Bucks brought in Luca Vildoza in the middle of, well, at the beginning of the postseason. He makes his debut in the postseason, and then he's never going to play a regular season for the game for the Bucks. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, that's really odd. Packers did that with a kick returner. Maybe Eric Metcalf. Did he ever play in a regular season game? The like Packers should have done that last year with their entire special teams. Oh, I know. Uh, Lindell Wigington, he's on this He's on this roster. Sandro's going to play on the roster, Summer League. 
Uh, AJ Green, everybody loves AJ Green from Northern Iowa. And then a bunch of guys I've never heard of. Bo Champ will play. Vin Baker's going to be the coach uh, in Vegas. First game's Friday night. Is it in Vegas or Salt Lake City now? No, they do some in Salt Lake City. I think they even did one in Golden State. Like the Thunder are playing in Salt Lake City and they're going to play in Vegas. Why do they have to travel for the Summer League? Well, there's two different Summer Leagues. I'm so confused. Yeah, there's a really tiny one. And then the the one that you think of as Summer League is in Vegas. But then there's games going on this week in Salt Lake City. So I saw one game al- being played on the Golden State floor. I don't know what that was. Have you always been into the Summer League? Oh, yeah, ever since uh, Thon Maker got drafted. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can't get into it. They don't. You can't foul out in the Summer League, so Thon Maker's first game, he had 10 fouls. I can't, <laughs> I can't get into it. It's so funny. I can't get into it because like, you, you, Chet Holmgren has a good game last night. That's awesome. But is he doing that against actual competition? Eh. No, I told you what I'm going to do. I'm talking about Summer League all week. I'm going to look forward to it. It's going to be 6 o'clock. It's going to be like 5 o'clock. The game's at 6. It's going to be like 5 o'clock. I'm going to get really excited for it. I'm going to tell my kid, get on my face. I'm going to totally like zone in on this game. And then at uh, 6 o'clock, I'm going to be like, this rules. And at 6.01, I'm going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm all like excited for it, and then I'm gonna say, "Nah, it ain't for me." Summer league Friday. No, I don't know about Vildoza. I don't know about Tucker. I don't even know what Jordan Waters' status is. Is he a buck or not gonna be or or what? They got 14 on the roster. That's what they carried last year. So I don't know. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. You can tweet us twelve fifty a.m. The fan. We'll talk some college football coming up. What the realignment means for. The rest of the realignment. You think we're done getting USC and UCLA? Things have just begun, my friends. More coming up. Won't you come? Black hole sun! Black hole sun! This was like the first song that I remember that was on the radio every time I turned it on. Black hole sun. Song garden. I talked about last week that there's a lot of songs I grew up with and a lot of artists that were overplayed at the time, but now you listen to them like John Mayer rules. Matchbox 20? My God. They're incredible. The Brewers lost last night 8-3. to I'm Bart Winkler. It's Toby Altizer. Lakeland University Studios, where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. On the postgame show, they put up a poll... Who needs to step it up in the second half for the crew? Who are, who would be Craig did Council? You, did you Council? Did you look at this poll yet? I did. Okay, because I wonder how they came up with the names they came up with. Christian Yelich should be on there, even though he's not playing too too bad. No, Yelich Yelich I'm good with right now. I like him in that leadoff spot. He's he's getting some RBIs. He's some ribbies as they call it. But I'm good with him right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm fine with him where he's at. Who needs to step up for the crew? Uh, so they went Willie Adamas. Yep. Aaron Ashby. Eh. Uh, some guy named Colton Wong. They spelled it wrong. <laughs> Colton Wong. I am Colton Wong. And then other. Adamas is more than half the vote. Uh, Luis Arias. 
Uh, he's been poking some out, though. Let's be honest about these guys. Luis Urias needs to step up. 229. Luis Urias needs to step up. Willie Adamas. Hmm, let's just go around the entire diamond. Well, Adamas is barely hitting over 200. And the OBP. What's the OBP? It's 282. It's bad. Colton Wong definitely needs to step up, too. And I'm not talking just at the plate. Can you just play like you used to play? Oh, defensively, yeah. I mean, Colton Wong. What is this guy wearing a Keston New Jersey? All right, let's look around the diamond. Guys, you're content with. Because I, I, I think that's there. easy to do. That's easier to Guys do. Guys, I'm content with? I think Christian Yelich at this point, I'm content. I'm content with Yelich. I am content with McCutcheon again. I'm content with Rowdy. Oh, I'm more than content with Rowdy. And I think I'm content with Renfro. Yeah, I'm content with him. I'm content with whoever the catcher is. I'm content with on-base Jace. So it's more so, for me, second, short, and third. Those guys got to step it up. So basically the infield. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, and the, defensively, like they're not sharp right now. No, Urias, Wong, Adamas, those three are the ones that I would identify as dudes that need to step up. The outfield, we already know center field's a problem. Tyrone Taylor, I, I love Tyrone Taylor, but he's not anything more than a fourth outfielder to me. And I think in that role, he's fine. Christian Yelich, he's been okay, but again, you'd love to see more out of him. But he's up to two fifty one. I'll I'll leave him where he's at. Then you have Renfro, and he's kind of giving you exactly what you expected. Rowdy's probably giving you more than what you expected. Like you said, the catchers have been solid as a combined unit back there. And so then you look, and second, third, and short, those three guys, whoever it's been really, seem to be kind of underwhelming. Um, what was I going to say? Keep talking. Well, Luis Arias, <laughs> remember Luis Arias, when he came back from injury, he came out his first two weeks was hitting over 300. And we thought, man, this is the guy we thought he was. And he's just ever since then really struggled. And sure, every now and then he'll hit one out of the park. Willie Adamas, he comes up clutch in some big situations, but outside of those big situations where he's had some home runs and he's been awesome, the majority of his season has been rather poor. Colton Wong has been terrible at the plate and in the field, two things that Colton Wong has never been. And so you need those guys to step up and be the kind of players that you expect them to be. Now, I kind of thought that Willie Adamas would take a step back this year because last year he kind of played out of his mind when he came over to Milwaukee, and I expected him to take a step back, but this is more than just a step back. Urias has shown you that he can be more than this. Last year he, I believe, led the team in homers and RBIs, He's not going to do that this year at this rate, so you need him to kind of pick it up. And like I said, Colton Wong, you watched him for years with the Cardinals. He was never like this. Mr. Milwaukee tweets in, says, I'm still in the Dunn Club for a Brewers World Series. They will win the division, but they can't compete without at least two more top-tier bats. It is frustrating to be a fan of this team. I do feel like this team has a ceiling. I feel like, I feel like we're watching a team with a ceiling. And the reason that everybody panicked a little bit a couple of weeks ago was because then it looked like we weren't going to make the playoffs. Like, playoffs are such a given, I think, for Brewers fans. Generally, yes. I think we feel, and that that's something that hasn't happened, 
but we feel like we are a playoff team. But then after that, I think it's going to be another exit. Now, I was talking to Tim Allen uh, yesterday, and I said, we've had teams that I thought could win the World Series. It's going to be one of these teams that we don't, that that's going to be the team that goes to the World Series. And Tim said, at one of these one of these years, they have to like they have to get a little further. You can't just keep making the playoffs forever mm-hmm. and be satisfied. And I was like, humming a huh? From Tim saying that. You know, the knocks on the door is great. And that's Stern's phrasing. They want knocks on the door. But how long? I mean, I think there is a tangible, like, lack of... People are into the Brewers. I'm not saying they're not into the Brewers. A lot of people are watching these games. Ratings are good. Conversation here is good. There's, there's certainly a lot of people that are into the Brewers. But I think that we feel we're all reading a story and we know how it ends. I think we're, we're settling into a good movie, right? Like this is a sequel of last year, you know, a sequel that's good. More Hangover 3 instead of Hangover 2. More Major League 2 instead of Major League Back to the Minors, you know? it's We're familiar with it. We're comfortable with it. We know what to expect. Ah, there's going to be some games where the pitching's really good. Ah, there's going to be some games where we can't hit. Ay, 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 ay. Ah, we're going to go to a Brewers-Cubs game and there's going to be a fight in the stands. Between Cubs fans, and we know what to expect. So I think I think a lot of us feel like we're reading we're reading the book that we've always read. Yeah, I mean, after a while, same old, same old gets a little boring. Yeah. And you know that's been the case now with the Brewers over the last couple seasons. As you've, you know, for so long, you wanted that sustained success, sustained success. Let's build a team that can get multiple cracks at it. Well, you've built a team to get multiple cracks at it, and Brewers fans are getting sick of it, and rightfully so because. Getting to the dance isn't the same thing as getting to really enjoy it and go home with the trophy, right? So that's what you want the Brewers to do now is to take full advantage of this team that we know is a playoff team. Let's maximize that. So it's, you know, this is why people are frustrated that Mark Adonacio hasn't spent the money. This is why people are frustrated that this offense is as bad as it's been. You know, if you would have told Brewers fans a decade ago that you'd have this Brewers team in the playoffs year after year after year and going into the season, the expectations weren't just to try to compete in the NL Central. It was to try and compete with the Dodgers and to try and compete with the top teams in the entire National League. I think Brewers fans would generally be happy. But now that you've kind of gone through it and you've had good baseball teams that have been right on the precipice, you say, let's actually get there and let's do this thing. And this Brewers team has the framework to do it, but they need to make a few changes to really maximize their opportunity. And I think they have that opportunity to do that. And David Stearns, I think, is going to make the moves that hopefully are able to get them over the top here. Sustained success is fun until it's not. And yeah, Exactly right. Well, it's like, it's like with the Packers. Same, same thing. Would you rather have had, in the last 10 years for the Packers, nine seasons where they didn't make the playoffs and then one Super Bowl year? Or would you rather have nine seasons where they make the playoffs and don't go to the Super Bowl? I think a lot of people are going to say they'd rather go the nine seasons. I'm, no, I, they, they say that, but then they get into it and losing every year. And Would the, you erase the last decade, Packer fans, would you erase the last decade of Packer football if it meant you got one Super Bowl and the rest of the years you did not make the playoffs? I would. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Because then the closer you get, there's that's, that eliminates if, – if, if you didn't make the playoffs, that eliminates 
the Ch- NFC Championship game in 14. That eliminates the Niners' loss. That in- eliminates the others' Niners' loss. That eliminates the Buccaneers' loss. That eliminates all these losses. The Giants' loss. Mm-hmm. And then you get a Super Bowl. So you're losing all the pain. Oh, boy, the regular season, you went 7-9. and nine. Oh, darn. We got a Super Bowl. I don't... I don't think losing seasons are as brutal as we think they are. They're not. They're not. But losing every get, yeah. Well, losing every single year, like you're saying, going into every season expecting to win a Super Bowl and losing in the NFC Championship or losing in the divisional round hurts a whole lot more than going into a season expecting to win 7 games and winning 7 games. I want to see another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I want to see the Brewers win one World Series in my life, and I want Giannis to be back on that podium. That's what I want. Whatever happens around that, I do not care. I just want those three moments. So if you are bad, but you still give me those moments, that's all that I want. I don't, I don't, I don't care. To me, it's about championships. It always has been. Uh, and it always will be. I mean, does, look, case in point, the Bucks the year ago today, the Bucks lost game one of the NBA Finals. That NBA Finals run is going to be with us forever. Nobody cares about the 20 years before that. Does anybody care about that? Oh, no, we sat there. So, that makes it better. I want championships. I don't think that's a controversial take. More coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 